kick this thing, Fabcasters. Welcome to a very special episode. I got with me here in my living room, well, by by uh, technology, <laughs> yeah. uh, Justin Torrance from the Heart of Man movie. I've been talking about this movie nonstop. Um, I know you don't like getting, you know, getting all the accolades and the glory. It, of course, it's to God, but I just can't believe that I'm interviewing you here. I'm just going to pick your brain, all right? So uh, just it, to get man. warmed up. Hey, thank you so much for yeah. sharing so much, man, for sharing our film. It means a lot. So thank you so much for that. Absolutely. I, I've been sending this thing to my friends. I'm like, hey, guys, um, especially my uh, my best friend over here, Matt, and just all the guys. I say, hey, I know you're sick and tired of hearing me say this, but <laughs> haven't watched this thing. You got to watch it, and you got to get on it. So uh, my brother. That's yeah, awesome, man. Buddy, he, yeah, he just promised to watch it. Um, but without where, are you, where are you located? I'm in, uh, right now I'm in Virginia Beach. Oh, cool. Yeah, how about cool, yourself? Cool. Atlanta. Atlanta, okay, okay, so down south a little bit? Yeah. Right on. Yeah, we, we move around a lot, and uh, I'm just glad I'm on the East Coast to get a, to get a good same time as you. So, uh, yeah. a little bit about yourself. Uh, where'd, you, where'd you grow up? Uh, I grew up, I spent about 20 years of my life in the Chicago suburbs. And then I've been down in the South here for about 13 years and then four years in Hawaii. Right on. Oh, right. Yeah. You talk Fiji. Yeah. You pick oh, up bro, I can, but. <laughs> yeah. But too howdy, bro. Too howdy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I, so, so with that, I, I just have to say this too. Like my, my, uh, my mom and dad got married uh, in, in Hawaii in the, in the 70s and they grew up there and just large, a lot of family over there. Um, I, I think everybody unless you're adam unless you came from the dirt you howly you you came you migrated there so just <laughs> just throwing that out there because it's one of my yeah yeah it's one of my pet peeves yeah. man we, yeah adam is the only local yeah very very few actual hawaiians like true hawaiians left that's this, right that's right uh, a lot of different nationalities melting so, pot uh, what were you doing in hawaii so I went out there initially, it's kind of a crazy long story, so I'll give you the short version of it, but basically I was a youth pastor near Chicago and just got up one morning and was at, you know, just kind of like, hey, Lord, what's on your mind? And he yeah. just said, he just said, Hawaii. Like, I was like, okay, well, I looked outside, it was like January, I'm like, there's about a foot of snow outside. I'm sure this <laughs> might be more Justin than Jesus. So <laughs> yeah, I just kept like praying and then feeling like he was saying he was going to bring me out there to be a part of something. He was going to speak to me about the plans he had for my future. So I just kind of just kept walking forward. A bunch of miraculous stuff happened. I end up, uh, I have no idea what I'm going to be doing out in Hawaii. And he's like, there's an event I want you to be a part of. Okay. So long story short, he ends up like showing me in some pretty crazy ways that there's this big event happening with YWAM, Youth of the Mission in Kona. Uh, so I, all this stuff works out where I get this plan ticket for basically free. I got like a free, like a really cheap place to stay. And I get out there and the Lord's like, start walking toward the plans I have for your future. And he reminded me of two visions I had. One was fire spreading all over the world, starting in California. And the other one was um, seeing a film about King David to be made. And I didn't, wasn't a filmmaker, didn't know anything about it, but thought, I, I feel like I'm supposed to be a part of helping this happen. Right. So like that day or the next day, uh, this guy named David Cunningham, his parents founded YWAM. David's a film director spent a decade plus in Hollywood shooting films for big studios. He gets up on stage at this big event that YM is having. He's like, I just got the rights to this book about King David and Mighty Men and I'm making it into a film. And I was just like, my jaw dropped because the Lord brought me all the way out here and said, start keeping your eyes open for these kind of opportunities. 
right? Specifically around this King David film. This guy gets up and says he's making this film. So I was super intrigued, went back uh, to Chicago, and within less than a week, a church split started happening at the church I was going to. And I found myself just saying, like, Lord, what's going on? What should I do? And he's like, don't worry about all the turmoil. I have something different for you. I'm taking you. I want you to be a part of this film. And I was reminded about this film school I learned about that is going on at the YWAM based in Kona. And I never done any acting or anything like that, but I always wanted to. So I'm like, let me check into this acting school. So I ended up signing up for the acting school. Going out there, I've been trying to get in touch with David Cunningham and just saying, hey, man, I had this crazy vision happen, this crazy word from the Lord, and I just got to connect with you because I feel like I'm supposed to be involved in this film somehow. I don't have any experience, but I don't know what to do next other than just talk to you. Anyway, I couldn't get a hold of this guy. I ended up signing up for this acting school. I, like, sell everything I have within, like, two weeks. I moved to Hawaii. Yep. My first day of acting class was on my 30th birthday. This is 2011, so I'm, like, 25 now. Okay. <laughs> um. And the second week of the school, David Cunningham is there speaking, and I connect with him. I'm like, dude, I got this crazy story. Boom, boom, boom. He invites me to work with his team. And after the acting school, I ended up working with Cunningham for a couple of years in development on a film about King David and his mighty men. It's yeah. still in the works of being made. But in the process of that, I fell in love with acting. It's something I wanted to do since I was a small child and yeah. never really had the opportunity. And then here the Lord is bringing me into that. Um, so, yeah. Kind of, I guess, like, kind of a long story made. Initially started in acting. That's how I, you know, like kind of how I moved, like, from Chicago. And I was in Atlanta on and off between um, my younger years and high school and stuff, stuff like that. And, uh, and so then I found myself in Atlanta when I was in Hawaii. And I was like, I just have to be an actor. I got to get, get out of, you know, off the island. There just wasn't enough opportunities for acting. So I came to Atlanta where there's a lot of film happening right now. Right. Here we are. Right on. And, um, yeah, I, I was in Hawaii for, uh, we moved from Hawaii to here, uh, end of 2015. But there's something about the Island. There's, there's, there's aloha in the atmosphere. Um, I, I believe I got saved over there. Um, seven years into full-time ministry. So there's something special in Hawaii. That's the, that was the first time that, that my wife and I had experienced true community. And I'm talking about true community as in being fully known by people, being fully loved because we're fully known and people, people accepted us anyway. So uh, it's, yeah. it's the place where I became secret free with my wife. I'll, I'll never forget that day where we lived in Kaneohe mm -hmm. and um, I said, babe, I, I've been in, in bondage to, to uh, I've been a slave to fear our whole marriage. We've been married about seven years. And then, so that was mm -hmm. it. And I think it had something to do with the aloha in the, in the air. Uh, wow. wow. So it's I watch a movie man. like, oh yeah. I, so I see something like Heart of Man and I go, man, I, I know, I know what was behind this. I might not know the producers. I don't know Chad Beach personally. I've been following him uh, a while now. I, I just read, um, Faith for I have Faith Forward Future here. Yeah. I have a copy that my brother gave me. I've um, just been trying to follow the movement of what God's doing. I've been noticing that there's a, a huge paradigm shift in the past 10 years in the church, like, like from, um, uh, Michael Frost and um, Alan Hirsch wrote on this, but the attractional model versus just penetrating the culture. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, we we move every every few few years, and um, uh, we, we were in Rhode Island a couple of years ago, and we met in a movie theater at, at a church called Ocean Point. Um, now we're at Virginia Beach in a Acts twenty nine plant. Uh, we cool. meet in, in a 
in, in town center in, in a performing arts theater. Yeah. And so we're, so we're using communal. Anyways, we, I, I would like to get you guys uh, to come out to, to anchor, anchor church, um, sit around the table, have a feast. Just like you said, be awesome. um, unpack the gold. So yeah, with that, man, let, let's, let's talk about the movie, man. Um, let's do it. I'm a freedom addict. I'm a Jesus uh-huh. freak and a, and a freedom addict. And so mm-hmm. I see things like I saw you wearing a shirt that said freedom fighter. Yeah. Uh, could you just, yeah. uh, just for, just really quick un- unpack that. Cause I got to get one of those shirts. Yeah. It's actually a really cool uh, company. I connected with them on Instagram. I don't even know how I think maybe they started following me and I just like looked into their stuff. Yeah. There, it's a couple of gals out of Southern California. They started this company and the proceeds go to help, go to help aid financially ministries that are okay. set free from sex trafficking and all this stuff. Citizen. And okay. I think it's like that and on Instagram and I follow them. So you can like look through the people I follow and, uh, and find them. But yeah, they've been really awesome. Um, I've been trying to help support them in a, you know, whatever way I can. So sure. They were kind enough to send me out some shirts. So I did a couple of, you know, I try to like wear it, wear the shirts and mention them like whenever it makes sense. And I thought that was a great time. I was in, in Bogota in front yeah. of like 14,000 people. So it's like a good, a good moment to present there. Oh yeah. The product, so. <laughs> There's something about like, like the, you know, I don't want to say movement or wave because it's just Jesus and it's just what he's doing. He's, he's in the business of restoration. Yeah. Um, but freedom has been a very predominant theme. I mean, whether it's in music or in films just maybe it's always been there and we and i have haven't been paying attention yeah. but um so uh, thanks for sharing that i have a friend that's also uh, involved um uh it's a, it, her, she has a ministry called grace and it's also um combating sex trafficking and for those of us who've been in third world countries it's it's a it's a it's a sad reality but it's also a, a platform um it's a prophetic yeah, it's, moment it's like uh Sorry, I didn't want to cut you off there. No, go, go ahead. Say that it seems like so many people, it's been really cool, obviously, over the past probably decade. Um, I think it's when I really started hearing about this kind of, you know, um, really stand against the injustice of human yeah. trafficking and yeah. sex slavery, probably about 10 years ago, International Justice Mission. Uh, That's right. That's I right. was doing some stuff, and that was when I was in college. And, you know, a bunch of young, fiery-eyed activists, you know, I was in school in Chicago and doing stand-ins basically in, in the park, you know, at Buckingham Fountain in Chicago, sleeping overnight in cardboard boxes, yeah. you know, just whatever. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but I think for the last 10 years, there's been a lot of that. And what's cool about this now is especially, you know, with, uh, you know, social media and stuff being so, um, you know, so accessible now to people all over the world. You have a, a lot of companies like Grace or like Citizen and Darling that are popping yep. up. And, yep. you know, it's like, all these companies, you know, even if they're helping out at the tune of like a grand a month to these ministries, it's still like collectively, it's just so accessible to be able to start something that, that creates movement. So it's been really cool. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, even, yeah, there's, there's even uh, mainstream actors that have been standing up and making, you know, producing software. Yeah. I think it was Ashton Kutcher. I saw his video about uh, how passionate it is. So it's, it's good because God's in, yeah. God's in, in the, uh, in the business of uh, restoring all things that are broken. Yeah. So, on, man. <laughs> um, man, uh, people could just look up the trailer if they want to, to get the, the synopsis for the heart of man. So yeah. our bars take right here. I, I, I think when I watch this documentary, um, it, it's an explanation of how sin 
blinds you, binds you, and then grinds you. Come on. Um, and it, <laughs> it is, rap, We got a rap artist over here, man. Oh. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I've, heard, I've been hearing that since, uh, since I was young. Like, I think I heard Greg Laurie say it one time, it, it blinds you. Binds, and, and so the, the film depicts yeah. that just so well. I think it's the best depiction of the prodigal son that I've, that I've ever seen. And uh, I watched wow. a lot of movies. Um, wow, thanks, man. So, um, yeah, I think, I think yeah. one of the, I mean, just to kind of jump in on that, you know, this, the blinding and the binding and the grinding, you know, there's a scene in the film um, and it's, it's a really cool story that uh, is being spoken out loud by William Paul Young, author of The Shack. Yeah, yeah. While you're seeing the prodigal, you know, being lured by this beautiful woman into yeah. this scene, right, where it's like, this is everything he's ever wanted. And I think the cool part about that scene, and some people watch it, we've gotten, you know, plenty of emails about people, you know, from people saying, you know, you shouldn't have that scene in there. It's like too yeah. risque. Yeah, and yeah. Just so everybody knows that watching that this girl was not naked, she was covered, it was movie magic and all this sure. stuff. You know? Yeah. Um, but it looks like, you know, this guy is going, you know, with this beautiful woman in this waterfall in this beautiful location. Yep. And she's been luring in there and finally they're alone. And she's inviting him in, right? She, she unrobes. And yeah. what I love about that part, and I don't want to give away too much of a spoiler, but at the end of the day, it's not what he thought it was, you know? And I think that's one right. of the best truths that we can look at is that, um, you know, there is a better yes, which is like something that we always say. And no matter how good this, no matter how good sin looks, it, it doesn't pay off, you know, yeah. what you think it will. And then some of the hard part is it's like backpedaling, like getting yourself out of that situation or out of the repercussions of that situation. Sure. Sometimes it's like, sometimes the Lord's just trying to protect us from that. He's like, dude, I don't want you to waste your time, like a year of your life trying to backpedal through all this hurt. Let me just yeah. save you the trouble and just don't go there. You know, it's not even that the, right. that the act itself is like some kind of like sex isn't a sin. Sex is good. It's, the, right. it's all the stuff that happens around it when it's not in the right context that that can bring destruction to our lives, you know, and, you know, I've learned from my own mistakes in that category, you know, like yeah. hindsight's twenty twenty. you know, yeah. that it's just, it's not what you think it's going to be, you know, right. when, when you don't, you know, the Lord's, the Lord's word does, and it's so hard for people to grasp this and me, me too sometimes, but the Lord tells us things because I think, I think every command to not sin is only because he has something better for us. That's right. You know, he's like, I got something better for you. So it's like, if we could just dive into saying, man, what's the best thing the Lord has here mm -hmm. and, <laughs> and just run after that, you know, he's not a killjoy. That's for sure. Yeah. Now, now the, the very first, uh, the very first quote in the, in the whole thing is, is uh, William Paul Young um, in the trailer. And he says, uh, secrets have been killing me my whole life. So, you know, yeah. we're, we're talking about like, like blatant sin versus most people don't know that, that having a secret, which is uh, harboring shame and guilt and living there is yeah. blatant rebellious sin when God's offering freedom and like yeah. Galatians by freedom, like it, it's for freedom that Christ has created us to walk free. So that's what I love about this movie is I don't care who's watching it. <laughs> It, it applies yeah. to everybody. Um, and so my wife, it would a good comment would, as we we're watching it last night again, that, um, so may, maybe someone would watch it and say, well, yeah, those guys, that's hardcore, you know, adultery, um, hardcore right. pornography. So I don't relate because I haven't, I haven't done that. 
Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I think that the, the movie provides a platform to go into the, the biggest theme, which I think was uh, freedom from the true enemy, which is shame and guilt. Um, mm-hmm. The stories of, of, of Jackie yeah. Hill, Perry, and then all those, all those guys yeah. experiencing unconditional love by being fully known. That's it, man. Um, in community. So, yeah. yeah. What, I mean, <laughs> from your take, how, how applicable is this? I mean, is this a universal film that anybody can watch or do you have to believe in Jesus or be a church person? Yeah, that's a great question, man. There's a lot of ways you can chop that up, you know, a lot of different angles you can look at that from. But at the end of the day, there's something, uh, again, kind of going back to the comments that I think what God tells us is practical. That's why he says things, right? He loves us. He wants what's best for us. Yeah. Therefore, he tells us practical things to help us get the best things that he has for us. In the same regard, I think there are some things that, and this is what this film really focuses on. This film doesn't actually focus on sexual sin or sexual brokenness. This film focuses on um, knowing that we're fully loved by God and we're accepted no matter what our brokenness is. And he has uh, a call out to us. He's drawing us. He's luring us. He wants fellowship with us. So I think at the end of the day, this film is for everybody. It's not just for men. It's not just for people with sexual addiction. It's not even just for believers. Because the core message of the film is like, you can be known for who you are and loved anyway. And ultimately, that's what every human wants. And I think that's the basis of a lot of fear. That's the basis of a lot of hiding, of a lot of lying. Right. Is there's something in us that feels like if they were to know that about me, surely, you know, I would be unlovable. I'd be this, I'd be that, I'd be whatever. And um, so, yeah, it's, it's a message saying, you know, there is a God that loves you unconditionally and as well, then it kind of ups the bar for everybody around to say, look, uh, some one, maybe somebody comes out of the darkness and says, you know, this is what I deal with. Yeah. And, uh, there would be a full, a full, a room full of fools. If not one person in that place was to say, or I've dealt with that or whatever it is. So I think it's, it's a big call as well for there to be, I guess at the end of the day, it takes the pressure out of, off of being honest about our brokenness, right? You know, I can, I can call some friends of mine and be like, dude, I'm dealing with this. I felt this temptation. Um, you got to pray for me here. Or dude, I gave in here. You know, I forgot about the better yes. And they can sit there and say, dude, I get it. Um, the Lord loves you, man. He really has something better for you. Somebody just reminds you what the better thing he has. Yeah. Forget about the past. Don't worry about that. It's not who you are. Yeah. Let's, let's look at what he's actually offering you, you know? Absolutely. I don't know if all that makes sense. I know it's kind of, we're trying to pack a lot into, you know, know. conversation, but at the end of the day, it is for everybody because it's about a deep human desire and need. It's innate. It's, it's built within us to be uh, known and loved. I mean, that's what love is. You know me and you want to be around me anyway. That's right. You know? Um, And and really, I think one thing that, that we've been quoting as we've gone through promoting this film and talking about the film afterward in front of a lot of groups is, there's something that, that we get to understand about, about God, about our creator through this film. It's that, you know, people hear that God, God loves you and for God so loved the world, he gave his only son yep. for you and all this stuff. But it's so hard for, uh, for many of us throughout our lives when we close our eyes and think about his face to think he's looking at us with kindness, that he wants to be in front of us, that he's yeah. not disappointed in us, and that he might actually like who we are. Yeah. And maybe he actually likes Justin. Maybe he actually likes those quirks that I have. Maybe he right. likes you. Maybe he likes everybody. You know, maybe he actually likes who we are as people. 
And that changes everything because then it's like, wow, this person, this guy is really intimate and actually wants to know me and can just, that, that's the whole beginning of shame being wiped away because you know that you can fall and it doesn't define who you are. Right. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, if, I, if I can go here, what does community look like for Justin Torrance? Like you're on the road, you travel a lot, I'm assuming. And yeah. Where, where, where's your, where's your community? And, and you can let, let the, uh, the world or at least the fabcasters know what that looks yeah. like. You know, it's a, it's a mixture of things, you know, I close to my dad. So, I, you know, me and my dad talk on a pretty regular basis. Nice. Um, Jason Pamer, who's a producer on the heart of man, he and I have gotten really close. So, uh, we talk very frequently. He's one of the guys we go back and forth. Um, just being like, uh, you know, we can call each other and be like, dude, I, I fell into this thing or I was tempted by this thing sure. or I'm struggling with this thing. And we remind each other who we really are right. and what the father really thinks of us. And as soon as you know that like the Lord sees and he loves you anyway, he calls you his son and he likes who right. you are immediately, whatever that thing was that was tempting you feel so small in comparison with that. Right. truth. You know, so I have, you know, a lot of people over the phone, some close friends, and I have some great friends here in Atlanta that are fellow filmmakers. We meet on a regular basis, kind of a, a Christian filmmaker, small group. And, uh, filmmaker small group for Christians. We don't necessarily, you know, only make Christian films or anything like that. Um, so it's all those different things all mixed together. Um, I have a roommate. With, I'm a roommate with a guy here in Atlanta who's a believer and who's an actor. And okay. yeah, so I think it's it's all those things, you know. And it, I think it's I think this film and me being a part of it has impacted all my friends because it's um, caused me to be more ruthlessly honest sure. and ruthlessly, ruthlessly gracious with other yeah. people as well. Hearing, uh, listening to whatever they could possibly tell me wouldn't, wouldn't make me turn away from that sure. disgust. I'd be like, Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> we live in a fallen world. I get that. You know, That's you're right. not, alone. you're not weird. No so judgment. I think no judgment, man. It's like, Oh yeah. You know, I, and I try to tell, I tell, I have, I don't have any kids, but I have nieces and nephews. And when they get to a certain age, you know, when I know they're going to start struggling with things, I tell them, I said, you can tell me anything and you'll never surprise me. That's right. So you can always talk to me and you're never going to surprise me. I guarantee I've heard it before and probably yeah. worse. There's nothing you could say that surprised me. Yes. You know, so I think community looks a lot like that. Um, you know, when I'm here, I got my friend group, I got my roommate, I got my, my dad when I'm on the road, I'm usually on the road with somebody, you know, that I have some kind of fellowship with. Sure. Um, so yeah, it it's, looks like a variety of things. That's awesome. Yeah, um, had a had a a really good thought. Uh, <laughs> you lost it. Yep, yep. How was it when you? How often do you go back and watch the film and you go and you just think about your own life and you're like, man, I, I did that cycle again, just like last month. Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, I think, I think the journey that I'm on and the film will tie back into this. I think the journey that I'm on and I think ultimately the journey that we're all on, whether we realize it right now or not, is a journey in uh, believing that God uh, really is as good as he says he is. And he actually is as interested in us and our fullness as he says that he is. And he actually likes us as much as he does. So you know, I think, I think my journey since, you know, to answer your question about watching it, I don't, I don't usually sit down and watch it anymore. I've seen it so many times, you know, just yeah, being at events yeah. and stuff like that. But every time I watch it, I still 
the Holy Spirit still uses it to speak something to me about what I'm going through. Right. Still draws things. I'm, I cry. I've cried. There hasn't been one time I've seen this film where I haven't had tears in my eyes, and I don't cry at films, and I don't, I don't not cry on a regular basis. I'm just not a cry. Yeah. No, but there's always something that hits me deeply. So, um, as far as how this film continues to impact me, I, you know, I, I just think that it, for me, it was it's an echo like it will be for many people. It's an echo of what the Lord was already starting to kind of stir in our lives. You know, the questions we had about his goodness and his grace and all that stuff. And I know for right before I filmed this, there was a period of my life where anytime I go to the Lord and say, Lord, what are you, what are you thinking? What do you want me to do today? And he would just be like, what do you want to do? Yeah. He had me on this journey of like, it's okay to be me. I don't have to be somebody else. Right. And so often in the church, we're just like, what else can I do to serve for? I need to be better. I need to fix this. I need to do that. And the Lord's like, dude, calm down. What do you want to do? You know, you're significant. I designed you with desires and stuff that are good, you know? So all that to to tie into the whole question about the film and and how it continues to impact me. It's been, I love it that it, it, it's such a, a big thing you know, we can learn stuff from God in church. And we can forget the notes that we took. This thing is yeah. so big and so in my face. I cannot forget his relentless right. forgiveness toward me. <clears throat> so it's been just such a gift to have that constant reminder, you know, on a regular basis. So Absolutely. Yeah. His reckless love of God. So yeah. um, let, let me wrap it up. I, I know, I know you, your, your schedule is packed. So um, yeah, it's been a busy week. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I just appreciate your time. Um, uh, it's my pleasure. His heart. Any movie that says hard, it, it gap, captures my attention because mm. the heart of every issue is the issue of the heart, and so this mm. thing can sell. I, I, I want it to, I want it to get out there, and I, and I want to support you guys when you come out to, uh, come out to different churches. When right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, as the church, you guys go to other fellowships oh, and, I guess, and yeah. uh, just unpack. Um, could you leave us with this? Um, since it's all about the heart, this is what I forgot. I, it came to me. Um, how, how does, how does a man or woman guard their heart across the board? Like it, human beings, how do we guard our heart and then, and, and maintain the freedom that we're supposed to live in? Yeah, that's good. Um, I guess, um, I'm just starting a little bit of a sidetrack and work my way back to the answer with that. I think that uh, one of the most devastating things to our hearts and then to our, our lives and the things we end up chasing is thinking that um, believing about God, that he does not have uh, goodness or pleasure for us in any way, shape or form. Right? Yeah. He's um, this cold, dark, distant figure that just sits over there in the corner and judges us. We can never do enough. Right. One of my favorite films is a movie called chocolate with, um, Oh yeah, uh, Julia Binoche and uh, um, such a good movie. Yeah, <laughs> I'm forgetting his name. The big guy, I forget his actor's name. Yeah, Johnny yeah. Depp. You know, he doesn't even have a huge role, but he's in there. And what I love about the film is it so exposes that this this withholding from pleasure is holiness in some way. Yeah, and That's the love. older brother, older brother syndrome in the problem. Oh, the older brother syndrome, right? I have to do more, be more, withhold more. Yeah. Toe the line. And, and I, I think it really is about diving into the better. Yes. You know, if, if God, if Jesus tells a parable where if a, if a child asks for a, a loaf of bread, the father's not going to give him a stone or yada, yada, you know, his whole, well, it's in Luke. And some, if that's what God is telling us that yeah. he's like, if he's like, I satisfy your desires with good things, 
so that you so even so that your youth is renewed like the eagles right i'm gonna fill you from the inside make you feel alive films like chocolate you know exposing the darkness of this um you know self-torturing withholding from from things just because they're they're pleasurable right i think that the more that we can um one obviously um just hear what the father says over us, you know, yeah. learn to hear the voice of the father over us and the good he says to us that he says to us. And in that process, when he leads us to experience pleasure in great ways to believe that it's actually him that can be leading us to yeah. into it, the better. Yes. Right. If he's saying no about something, it's because there's something better. So what's the better thing. And I think at the end of the day, we have to, um, Say, all right, Lord, where's where's the good thing? I know you love me. I know you care about me and my fullness of life. So where's the where's the best thing at? You know, and uh, I think ultimately that that helps because that fills our hearts with the truth and with the goodness of the Lord, heaven on earth. And we're filled with that. the The alternatives don't look as good. Uh, it's easier to see the lies, right? It's like ah, I tasted steak. That hot dog is not steak, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. And again, you know, this isn't, this isn't talking about a moralistic way of living. This isn't talking about just doing better or being better. This is saying like, there's something, uh, there's something better that God really is offering us because he gives good gifts to his children. I think we've all loved somebody and seen them going through down a destructive path and wanted better for them. And that deep longing that you have for that person to experience better, but you can't do anything about it. Sure. I realize that that's how God looks at us. He's like, I really want better for you. I'm not disappointed in you, but I want better. And if we allow the Lord to walk us down that path and fill our hearts with those things, then I think that the other stuff just kind of falls to the side, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Why would I go to, why would I settle for this old McDonald's meat when I, when I've had yeah. the best steak? Yeah. Yeah. It's a process, you know? And I think one of the beautiful things, right. About this film I, I, I was talking to a guy the other day. I never talked to anybody in Starbucks. This guy moved other ways so he could get through. I said, thank you, introduced myself, and that was it. And I happened to be on my computer looking at a website for something, and he's like, dude, you're the guy from the heart of man. I was like, yeah, man. <laughs> uh, you know, which is cool because you're like, cool, I feel famous for a second. It's kind of neat. <laughs> but then he, he proceeds to tell me a story where um, – and, you know, he was very open with the story, so he wouldn't mind me sharing it. But – he 20 years ago he was married and had two kids um and then 18 years ago he he had dealt with homosexual attraction for a long sure. long time had kind of pushed him over the edge left his wife for 17 years lived the homosexual lifestyle for the last two years that was married to a man and wow. and it was he had a great job he was going through a job change had a great job opportunity was praying for wisdom God, I know you're real. What should I do? And in that process, the Lord began to draw his heart back, right? In the process of asking the Lord for wisdom for a good thing yeah. and feeling the kindness of God, the Lord started drawing his heart back. And he realized that life was with God and that he hadn't felt that way in a long time to feel the goodness of God. He hadn't felt it in a while, you know? And so I was sitting there talking to him and he's like, he's like, my attraction isn't gone, but I know that I, I've tasted what God has and I know I want that more. That's yeah. life. I, I know that that's actually going to satisfy me. So I don't know how I'm going to deal with all the attraction stuff and the Lord's already helping me and thank God, but it wasn't about being better. It was about saying, I see that God is actually super cool and loving yeah. and he's good and he satisfied me. I want what he has. I don't know about the rest of this stuff. Yeah. 
So that's the beauty of saying I have everything figured out and everything. You know, I'm making a choice. I'm going to go to the altar and I'm going to say I'm going to do better. It just doesn't work that way. <laughs> How no. it works is the father walking alongside of us saying, I got you, man. You're doing great. And yeah. you, you did so good today, so-and-so. Man, I can't believe that you had the bold, so good that you had the boldness to walk out of your, uh, out of that um, same-sex relationship, you know, and yeah. say, hey, he's so proud of you. And, oh, yeah, you, you still deal with that thing. I'm going to help you with that. But be easy on yourself. Let's walk together. That's right. He's not judging you, you know. So, yeah, I think, uh, you know, all that stuff fits together, just this ease because it's about relationship with the Father. It's not about performance or getting better, doing it right. Yeah. You know, it's just – it's a journey, man. we got to have grace for ourselves and yeah. for each other on the journey. It's just – it's just a journey. If you skip to the end, you likely skipped a couple. If you get to the end and you fast forward there, you might have skipped a couple of steps. You'll likely have to go back. <laughs> you know, it's relational, man. It's like, yeah. you know, it's like a shotgun wedding. You're married, but you don't know the person you're married to. So just like, right. dude, just like walk in a relationship and it's going to be that much sweeter. You know, it's going to be real. So, Absolutely, man. If I, if I could paint it in a picture, it'd be like playing music with the father, just being present and it's better than everything else. Well, Justin Torrance, thank you so much for your time. Uh, how can people get a hold of you if they, if they want to, if they want you to come out and, um, have a meal with them and yeah, we actually just launched, uh, something what we're calling, um, the heart of man church experiences where we have a couple different opportunities Maybe you saw that. So you can go to our website, heartofmanmovie.com, heartofmanmovie.com. And on the left side in our menu, there's an option that says experience. So you can click on that. And there's an option for us to come out to your church and do an event. Um, you guys, People can do a, a church-wide campaign where they're walking through this message uh, together through our guide, having a screening of the film and stuff like that. And, and you can, you know, um, reach us through that and hopefully, you know, we'll get to see some of you guys out at your church. We'd love to do it. We love doing those events where we sit down and talk with people. So what an honor privilege. Uh, yeah. For his glory. Thanks again for being on the show. I'm going to, I'm going to let you go now. I, I, I kept you longer than I intended. Oh, it's, it's fine, man. No, thank you for, for having me, man. It really is a pleasure. It's really good meeting you. Hopefully I'll get to see you face to face. We'll share the aloha a little bit. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, let me in Fabcast style pray for us. And, and then I'm going to hit um, end meeting Thanks, right here after we're done. Father, thank you for the heart of man movie and how applicable and how relevant the message of getting to the heart of issues of, of saying yes to the better. Yes. How relevant that is Lord. is for freedom. You've created us to walk in freedom. Lord, I pray anybody hearing this um, who's wondering if what they're choosing is if, if you have something better if that would spark something and they would say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to try God to see if he really does have something better, more satisfying. Mm-hmm. Lord, I pray the greatest blessing on this film, Thanks. on the church experience. Lord, mm-hmm. protect Justin and protect his heart as he guards his heart. Protect the producers, everybody involved here. Mm-hmm. Protect them that this message of freedom from shame and guilt true freedom of being fully known and fully loved in community gets out there because you're restoring all things. Your kingdom is here. And now may, may we be living life on earth as it is in heaven. And we pray these things Mm -hmm. in Jesus name. Amen. Mm -hmm. Talk to you later, Fabcasters. Love you, brother. Aloha. Aloha.